Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. We're getting Ricky Skaggs on this show. Remind me? You really don't know Ricky Skaggs. Jeff Lutz. Son of the late, great Bob Skaggs. You're funny. <laughs> I'm so funny, it's almost hard to bear. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. I am so totally turned on right now, I could spit. Welcome back, everyone. The Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. 869-1240 is the phone number. Uh, U.S. Open, Harris English has moved to within a shot of the lead. Rory McIlroy, two back. Uh, eight under leads it. We got three golfers tied at eight under, including Wyndham Clark, uh, who's two under through 16 today. Uh, Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley, who both were eight under yesterday in their rounds, uh, tee off here uh, in this hour. So, catching you up on the USO. Appreciate that. I was uh, wondering. I haven't watched much of it. As I said yesterday, I'm taking a little uh, little hiatus from golf. Well, what would this bring is my you, favorite event, What too. would bring you back? Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, so you're taking a 48-hour <laughs> hiatus? Well, here's why. It's on in prime time. There's nothing better than a golf major in prime time. Nothing? Not not in my world. Really? I, mean, I, I love golf majors in prime time. I, I just love them. All right. Especially if they're hotly contested, if you got a name leaderboard, uh, you got some drama. There's nothing better than golf in prime time. I, I believe you. I'm shocked that you don't agree with me. Why would I agree with that? Nothing better than golf in prime time? Did the Guardians hold on to win last night? Oh, yeah. They sure did. Uh, so you're feeling good about them, not or are really. you? They're not very good. I thought they had something clicking. Their offense has still been better, but let's get rid of Mike Zunino and let's find something else to do with Miles Straw and Ahmed. Oh, you're giving up on Miles Straw. And Ahmed Rosario. Really? He's awful. Why do you want guys out there every day who are bringing negative value? In one uh, way or another. Teams just have trouble giving up because they're paying them. And, uh, you know, Mike Zanino was an off-season acquisition. You hate, to, you hate to give up. We bat Wilson Contreras fifth every game. He's 0 for 900. I don't I mean, get it, that. It's, it's it, craziness. Is that mental with him or what happened? I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe they ruined him. Because he's an all-star level player. Mike Zunino had a nice year or two, but he's obviously finished. I wouldn't think uh, Wilson Contreras is finished. 
Well, you sure you sure hope not. Uh, yeah, for your sake, I hope who the Cardinals have this weekend. They're in New York to play the Mets. Well, check that out. Um, and you hope for the best, but you don't you don't plan on it. You just. By the way, we're having our T-ball Palooza event tomorrow. Saw that at McAdams Park. Starts at nine thirty. We've got the Primo's Mexican food truck, uh, Kona Ice. We got the Wichita Police Department mounted unit coming out. Their horses. That's going to be a fun day. Well, I invite everybody to come by, get some food, watch our littlest uh, players play some baseball. Uh, we're going to introduce them over the PA system between games. We're going to you time need a PA them, guy. Time them as they run the bases. Uh, it's going to be fun. Well, that is fun. I'm sure they'll enjoy. Are you that. offering to come out? I may do a game if you want me to. Why don't you do the three thirty game? Eh, so we'll go. see. <laughs> you up for that? No, I don't know. Well, what do you mean you don't know? How long do those games take? An hour, maybe. All we do is introduce them before the game, have them run out to the foul line. But one of the most enjoyable things is where they run the bases. Do they go the first the twi- to home or first the- from home to home? Right, but do they run all the the right direction? Sure, they do. They okay. played. They played for a while. They know what they're doing. Uh, but it's fun to watch them. I believe it. Cute little kids. Nothing better than a t-baller. Did you feel that way back when I was with? No, the I didn't enjoy that. Ryan's cleaner Celtics. I watched those games, of course. Thank you. Uh, you played out at uh, the Lions Club. Uh, out played at Heights too. Yeah, they had some games at Heights. Ed Epperly, your coach. Nice guy. Where's Ryan Epperly these days? I think he's in town. Really? Do you not talk to him? I don't talk to him. He was one of my best friends for a long time. He but, was one uh, of your best friends for a long time. I don't know time. what happened. Well, why don't you contact I've kind of been the same person throughout my life, and some people haven't been the same person. I'm not saying he got worse or better. I'm just saying he's he's not the same, which is probably better than being the same person for your entire life. Some people evolve and, you know. But how do you evolve, and how do you quantify that? I don't know. It just some people are just grow to be different. I've grown to be pretty much the same person I've always been. Like you know, I'll I'll go back to my friend Doug Baber, who unfortunately passed away uh, more than five years ago. Uh, seemed like he stayed pretty much the same guy. Yeah, my friend Randy been consistent. Seems like I've stayed the same, haven't pretty, I? Probably, yeah, pretty much. You've softened a little. What do you mean? A little. What do you mean by that? You can still, you know, have your temper, but it's not, I don't think it's as long-lasting. You kind of let stuff go better, probably. Well, I don't get too upset. Uh, I've got a little doggy that needs me to, to be really even mad at me. <laughs> huh? Used to get really mad at me. When? And back in the day. Well, oh, you I, deserved it. I don't like people getting mad at me. That's not my thing. Well, you got mad at me. Yeah, but I didn't. I don't hold anything against you. I don't hold anything against you. You just, you know, I when appreciate you, that. When you needed some direction, made it clear to you. Well, you can make it clear in other ways, but those days are long gone. And yeah, we don't. Uh, it is what don't it is. Dwell on it. Be my su- suggestion. I don't think I dwell on much. Well, you talk about it all the time. Every time we're together, you going to get time. mad at me today? <laughs> well, maybe. are you? Well, maybe. Maybe I will. I don't think that's needed. There's no need to even think about it, is there? Definitely not. Um, boy, these are the these are the dog days. 
maybe we should have played a Bob and Jeff draft. I'm coming off a win. Well, I right thought we handed. would today on a Friday. I didn't think about it. Well, we I didn't, got I didn't think every about other it. Segment. We got guests, and I, I just didn't, I didn't come up with anything. That's all right. So we're doing this instead. Royals begin a home series tonight against uh, the the Angels, who have played much better. I I was watching them in the game against the Rangers last night. They held on in the ninth inning to beat Texas. You were up for that in Arlington, dude. I'm home. I'm, I get home. I can't go to bed. Um, I was asleep at eight thirty last night. They won three or four in Texas. They're now seven games over. You start to think. Maybe that they can get Mike Trout and Shohei Otani into the playoffs. It's possible. Uh, they're not probably. They might pass. I guess Houston or Texas. I, I don't love their chances. They're now a game behind the Astros and four and a half back from the division leading Texas Rangers. Yeah, especially now that Houston doesn't have Jordan Alvarez for a month or more. They are a little vulnerable. And uh, the Angels are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Good for them. Uh, Shohei so is unbelievable. You watch you watch out for them a little bit. Their pitching's a lot better. Uh, their hitting is pretty good. And that's a team maybe to keep an eye on. Is Show, Shohei's a Hall of Famer, right? Like right now. I, I know he has to get to 10 years. But let, once he gets to 10 years, he's automatic, right? He doesn't have to get numbers. Well, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. He doesn't have to stat I disagree with you that Jacob deGrom's a Hall of Famer. I think I've maybe backed off of that a little. No, you can't. You can't back off of it because you said it was a slam dunk. I thought he'd get to. You never made that assertion. You never said he has to do more. Maybe not. And and I'm not going to let you off on that one. He might still be. Okay. Then that's your argument. But, but But don't try to now tell me. Well, I think he probably needs. I can't needs... change my mind about something. No, you can't. Oh, okay, um, but we're talking Shohei. I think once he gets to ten years, he's an automatic. He doesn't need to get. He doesn't need to get numbers. He's once in a lifetime. Well, he's going to get numbers, but he doesn't need to get five hundred homers or anything stupid like that. Or... Well, he's not going to get five hundred homers. Right, but he might hit three hundred and fifty, or he might hit two hundred and eighty, and he's in to me. Uh, Mike Trout's going to get 500 homers, right? I don't know. Let's see. Let's Does he see have what, like 330, 340? Uh, he's at 364. Then, yeah, he'll probably get 500. he's 31 years old. Uh, he'll be 32 in August. You'd like to think he can play five more productive years, right? Uh, averaging, Relatively productive. Averaging 30 homers, if he can do that. That would get him over 500. I wouldn't be surprised if he just turns into a power guy. I mean, exclusively. Well, that's what he did last year. He had 40 home runs in 119 games. This year, 14 home runs in 66 games. So not quite the power uh, that he flexed last year, but still plenty of power. It's there. He's Mike Trout. So they could have, they like they do have two Hall of Famers in their lineup, uh, and we'll see. I'm. I kind of pull for the Angels in in some way. For why? For oh, what? Because the Cardinals are terrible. That's why. You see what I'm saying? Do you get it? Yeah, but you why don't do you pull think for I'm, somebody else. Why do you think I'm looking uh, around at, at games? Well, I look around at games all the time. Doesn't mean I'm rooting for anybody. Didn't say I'm rooting for them. Who do the Reds have this weekend? 
Nah, you can't root for the Reds. I'm rooting for the Reds. Don't but be always, that guy. I've always paid attention to the Reds. Don't be that guy that jumps on that bandwagon yeah, because I've, they are going to be good. And it doesn't. I'm it, not going to like the Reds, but I can enjoy watching them play as I always have. It doesn't. It for doesn't last serve you well to be a bandwagon fan. Okay, so what about the last 20 years? And I've uh, paid attention to the Reds. Well, how do you count for those? Do you like them better than you like the Cardinals? Yeah. Well, that's a terrible thing to to admit. Sorry. But only because they've got this nice-looking young team. No, I I have good Matt memories. Matt Ellie De La Cruz. I have they good got, memories of going to Reds games. They got guys now that make you think the Reds are on the right path, certainly in their pitching staff. I mean, the, the Reds look like they could be a real force, not just a good team, but that they could rise to the top of the Central Division very quickly. And the Cardinals got to do something about that. Well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Might be a little reset. You talk about Spencer Steer, L.A. De La Cruz. Uh, Who's the other? Neovalde Marte. What's what's that? Neovalde Marte. Yeah. And uh, who's their first baseman? Well, they have uh, Matt McClain, and they have Christian Encarnacion Strand uh, still coming up. Yeah, they got a good team. Jonathan Indy is a young player. I don't know where he'll play. They may have to move him to the outfield. They may have to move a few guys to the outfield. Um, they got a nice team. Tyler, uh, what's Friedel's first name? Tyler TJ. Friedel. That was TJ. TJ Friedel, Tyler John Friedel. Uh, the teams that I watch outside of the Guardians, I watch the Cardinals. I watch the Reds. I don't want you. I don't want you watching. The I watch Cardinals. the Mets. I watch the Giants. Why? They've been my West Coast watching team. Yeah, I like the Giants. Uh, uh, I watched the Pirates a lot this year, and that's uh, and I've watched the Marlins. Those are the teams that I watch. I don't like any of them. I, I, I don't like any of them. None of them? No. Not even the Giants? I can't stand the Giants. Mike Kruko? I like Mike Kruko, former Wichita Arrow. I've and told Dwayne you that Kuyper. story. I've told you that story yeah, about so Mike don't tell Kruko. It, don't tell it again. Well, I like Mike Kruko because he was... Uh, he was a fun guy when he pitched for the Arrows. Well, he's still a fun guy. So yeah, I have a, I have an affinity for him, but I, you know, don't care for the Giants just because of their broadcaster. That's never been so. Well, if I'm going to watch a game, I want to be entertained by it, and that's an entertaining booth. All right, I'm going to ask you a question here. I want you to name, uh, and I don't want you to look at my screen. I'm not looking okay? at your screen. I want you to name uh, the five players in baseball who have driven in 50 or more runs. Jordan Alvarez. Correct. Josh Naylor. Not correct. That's just false. Oh, yeah, he has 50. Um, How does that dog have 50? Because he's good and he's been (laughs) crushing the ball lately. No offense, but okay, who else? Uh, That might be it for me. Does Goldschmidt? Marcus Simeon. Shohei Otani, Adolis Garcia, another former. Oh yeah, Cardinal. he's been leading the league. We talk about Randy Orozarena a lot. What about Lane? Just Lane Thomas. These guys. Rafael Devers uh, leads the big league. Lane Thomas is all right. Yeah, but you'd like to have him still. No, we don't we need John him. Lester for him. Whoopty. John Lester helped us get to the playoffs. Uh, 
No, he did. I mean, that that's There's why you so many guys. That's why you uh that's why you acquire people. Wouldn't you rather still have Harrison Bader? Montgomery's been fine. Uh and Bader's a free agent at the end of the year. So is Montgomery. So maybe they'll go back to their respective teams. Would you like to sign? Not really. I want to shoot higher than Harrison Bader. Good luck. I mean, no offense to Harrison Bader. What are you guys going to do? This is, it could it's be a, bleak. It's a quandary. And I can't, you know, I got my ideas. I say trade Goldschmidt. Really? At the deadline. You got a whole other year with you can get, You can get a top 30 prospect and a top, another top 100 But prospect. young players aren't your problem, right? You got to get, you need you to supplement get with another. Pipeline. You need to supplement you with gotta, another. You got to help the pipeline. Walker, Wynn, Donovan, you Luke know what I'm Baker, saying? Ivan Herrera. These all guys aren't in the pipeline. You got to get the pipeline going. Tank Hintz. Lane Thomas, by the way, an 801 OPS. So if you had Lane Thomas, Randy Arozarena, and Adolis Garcia in your outfield, you'd probably feel pretty good about that. Yeah. With uh, Goldie, Arenado, Edmund, and uh, whomever at shortstop. Oh, you need Jordan Walker in there. So you trade Goldie, and you put Jordan Walker at first base. He doesn't play first, Which is probably his long-term position. Hmm, Came up as a third baseman. Right. And you can trade Arenado, too. He's not a great outfielder. What if they trade both of them? Well, you can't do that to Arenado. Why? He wants to win. Because he just opted in with you. He doesn't care. That's a bad look. What if you trade him? That's and then you'll never get anyone to sign there again. I don't know about that. Look at that. It'll, you'll opt you'll opt in with him and then they'll deal you six months later. I don't know about that. Uh, let's take a break, uh, Max. We do need to do that. We are going to come back here in a moment and talk golf. Uh, Matt Atkins from the Wichita Open. As I said, he is nine under in that tournament. Uh, was it in fifth place the last time I checked? We'll get an update. Matt Atkins joins us next. Bob and Jeff, KFH. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
songs about a girl. This is The Who with their tune, Athena. Matt Atkins joins us from the Wichita Open. Matt is nine under in the tournament, uh, has a career win. Matt, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing well. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to uh, predict uh, getting inside your head a little bit. Uh, you shot 64 yesterday out there. Uh, today you shot 67. I'm going to guess you think you left some shots out there today. Am I right? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, both days I played really solid. Um, there's a different wind direction um, today, and there's a few holes on the front nine that when we have the wind direction that we had yesterday, they're a little bit easier. If you hit um, if you hit the good plays or if uh, you hit good tee shots, you you I'm not gonna say you're given birdies, but you're given really really good birdie chances. Um, I think I left some out both days. Um, you know, I drove it exceptionally yesterday and and hit it well um, all day. And I you know I kind of struggled earlier on um in the round today but uh very pleased to you know be where i'm at i think in golf you always feel like you left shots out there no matter how you played um for sure so it's just kind of a constant battle of trying not to focus too much on that but focus on uh, all the things that you did well so when you're going this good and you're in contention, how do you look at the weekend? It, obviously, situations change, uh, course conditions change, but is it is it the same mindset, or do you or do you feel like you have to make adjustments to stay ahead of the curve? How do you look at that? I think, I think when you're uh, when you're playing well and you're in contention, um, I mean I think everyone out here understands how difficult it is to win golf tournaments. Um, but like when you're in contention, I think you just kind of keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you just keep playing golf, and uh, you don't really look at it too differently. I think if you kind of squeak in and make the cut on the number, um, you maybe play a little bit more freed up, a little more relaxed, um, and not like play overly aggressive or take chances. But there's just kind of like a little different mindset where it's kind of like you're you're a little bit freewheeling it. You know, you're maybe towards the bottom of the guys who did make the cut and really the only place to go up the kind of thing. And when you're in contention, you just got to not get too far ahead of yourself. I mean, there's still two whole rounds of golf left. And uh, so whether you're leading the golf tournament or if you're just a few back, uh, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Keep the, keep the pedal down at the same pace that you were going the first two days and um, just kind of see, kind of see what happens. You just got to stay patient and, and just try to, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that you're, you're given and, um, you know, just uh, keep on, keep on pressing on, and and hopefully uh, things go well, and you find yourself there with a real chance to win uh, on the last few holes on Sunday. Talking uh, with Matt Atkins, who is currently nine under par in the Wichita Open, three shots off the pace set by the leader. Uh, native, you're a native of South Carolina. Went to went to college there. Uh, still live there. So tell us about your upbringing and what kind of got you in the direction of golf? Yeah. So I was born, um, in Pennsylvania. I lived there until I was 12 and, um, I didn't really play golf. I played other sports growing up and golf was something that me and my dad did sparingly, maybe five times a year, you know, for on vacation or just for fun. I played, played other sports growing up and, 
I moved to Kentucky uh, in middle school and um, was sitting in class one day and they came over the PA system and they're like, oh, if you're interested in trying out for the high school golf team, you know, meet in the cafeteria at such and such time. And for whatever reason, I was like, that sounds like fun. I have no idea why, really, you know. And um, so I kind of got started uh, like then, you know, taking it serious. Like I said, I, I had played golf before, but not really. It was just for fun and um, not something that I really did, whereas I was really serious in all the other sports I played. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And I think the pursuit of getting better, it was like a very challenging um, game. And um, I was like, I'm either, you know, my personality, I was either going to, you know, quit or do everything I could to get better. And, you know, I just really enjoyed the the grind and the pursuit of uh, getting better and just seeing yourself improve uh, over time. And uh, all the other sports I started to give up and golf uh, became the main focus. and went to college uh, in South Carolina and that's where I, you know, live now. I kind of stay in that area and use that as my home base and, you know, enjoy the, the nice weather there and the consistent weather and the golf courses and such. And uh, I finished up in 2013 there and turned pro and been playing ever since. Um, my first year out here on the corn Ferry tour was 2015 and played, you know, a lot of years out here, played one season on the PGA tour and, uh, you know, the last three or four years, maybe even five years, been kind of rough. So I'm just trying to stay patient and do what I did when I first started, which was just continue to pursue to get better. And as long as I get better each and every day, the the results will eventually show that. And uh, you know, hopefully, get back out to the PGA Tour and uh, play full time out there. Yeah, what was that year like for you? You won your uh, in Mexico in 2017, got your uh, tour card for 2018. So what did you learn about the game, about yourself that year, about what it takes to get to and stay at that level? Obviously, you've been pursuing that ever since. So uh, what was that year like? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was a tough year, you know, on the golf course, you know, results-wise. Like, it just felt like, it felt like I found every possible way to miss cuts, you know, whether it was, you know, making a few bogeys coming in or just not birdieing the birdie holes coming in. And, um, you know, golf out there is completely different than the Corn Ferry Tour. It's much more the, – the golf courses are set up uh, much more difficult. And, you know, what I learned is you got to strike the ball better, especially off the tee. Driving the ball is, is a big thing as far as, you know, accuracy goes even. Um, because if you're playing from the rough out on the PGA Tour, it's very difficult. Um to put together good rounds and so um you know i'm not going to say it's impossible but it's a lot more challenging than out here on the corn Ferry tour um you just see more consistent setups out there like each and every week the fairways are you know kind of a similar width the roughs usually thick almost every golf course you go to and you know the uh they play golf courses that at the time of the year that kind of allow the greens to be on their firmer, faster, um, the firmer, faster side of things where, um, out here, it's not always the case. Uh, sometimes we get, we go places and the greens are a little soft just because of the time, re- uh, time of year that we're there. So, um, you know, it's, Talking. it was a great learning experience, you know, um, out there on the PJ tour. And, you know, I've kind of tried to build my game to be better for when I'm back out there. 
Matt Atkins, nine under in the Wichita Open on the Corn Ferry Tour out of Crestview Country Club. Uh, third and fourth round, of course, coming up this weekend. Uh, so for 51 and a half weeks, those of us who, who pay attention to golf in Wichita talk about how tough Crestview is. And then you guys come in here for four days and make it look like uh, it's a it's a, a, a par three course. What is it about Crestview that, that stands apart a little bit? Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful golf course. It, it's It's just not. Uh, long enough maybe to, to challenge the very best players. Is, is that an accurate statement? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, when it comes to golf courses, length's not the only thing that really matters. Um, you know, you can play shorter golf courses, but if, if the rough is thick and the greens are firm uh, and fast, that makes up for a lot of uh, issues when it comes to length. And at Crestview, like, you know, there's just – there's a few holes, like so, like, hole two – is a par five and the really long hitters, uh, you know, when it's not into the wind can drive it over the ditch uh, and, and have, you know, a five, six iron into the green and where, you know, a good chunk of players have to lay up short, most likely not even get to the green into uh, it's kind of a bit of an awkward shot. And so, uh, and, and holes three and 11 are drivable for the long hitters and, and seven is, you know, risk reward hole. And every year that I've been here, which I've been here numerous years, we've gotten kind of a south wind and seven becomes darn near drivable. It makes it easier to go over to the left uh, fairway over the pond and uh, leave you with kind of like a nothing shot into the green. And, um, you know, the rough is just a bit spotty this year. You know, I'm used to being it, it being a little bit, thicker in places and um so there's some areas where there's really not a whole lot of grass some you know some have a little bit but the rough's just not overly thick um this year and so the holes that are on the shorter side don't really have much protecting it um obviously everybody out here still wants to be in the short grass uh it makes it a lot easier but uh even if you're playing from the rough there's still uh, scoring opportunities and the greens are um, a bit soft. Um, and I think that's just because bent grass, you know, struggles in the heat and you need to keep water on it uh, so it doesn't die. And so, you know, as you guys know, here in Kansas, it can get pretty hot um, in the summertime. So yeah, the greens are just a little bit on the softer side and there's not as much rough as um, there normally is. And so um, it just allows guys to play pretty aggressive um, and leave themselves with just a lot of scoring opportunities. And uh, there's, you know, it's still golf, and there's still some tough holes and and bogeys and, you know, doubles will still be made. But um, you you end up with a lot of birdie chances over the course of 18 holes to where uh, if you're hitting it well, um, it's probably going to yield some low scores across across the field. Last question for you before we let you go, talking with Matt Atkins from the uh, Wichita Open. Uh, We've got a leader in the U.S. Open that's nine under after the first two rounds. Uh, That's no fun, is it? (laughs) No, I mean, you know, it's – I haven't haven't gotten to watch um, any any of the the coverage, and I don't know – anything about uh, L.A. Country Club. But from listening to the guys talk about the golf course uh, going into the week, it was kind of like the overall description was there's definitely going to be some hard, challenging holes, uh, but there's going to be some easier holes as well. And so 
uh, like I said, I haven't gotten to watch any of it, and uh, I know the U.S. Open is kind of the week with <laughs> that everybody likes to watch the pros just, you know, play more on the the, the bad side, you know, and, and lots of bogeys and less birdies and stuff, stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, like I said, I haven't gotten to watch it, but I'm, you know, looking forward to kind of tuning in later on today and. And kind of see yeah. kind of see what's going on, but uh, you know, I know Johnny Miller's probably not too happy about a couple sixty two shot in the U.S. Open. So even though they weren't in the uh, <laughs> final round, it's some low scores uh, out there. So, but uh, if there's anything that you can kind of uh, put your trust in with the USGA, is they'll figure out a way to to toughen it up yeah, for the weekend, sure. and you know, might see might see five under win the golf tournament. Who knows? Or, or guys could keep on the pace they're going on and. You know, it could kind of be low scoring, but, you know, it's the best players in the world playing golf, so it's still fun to watch. Matt, really appreciate your time. Great talking with you. Best of luck on the, in the week on the weekend out at uh, Crestview Country Club. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, Matt Atkins uh, joining us. Nine under, as said. Uh, three shots off the lead right now as we continue play with Brandon Hagee leading the way at 12 under. Hello, Shannon. Hello, Bob. How are you? I'm doing well. We appreciate you uh, doing this. Max, play the uh, intro and we'll get going. There you go. Pressure's on. Jeff, go for it. All right. Well, I was looking through, uh, and you are a part of the, the front office staff at the Orpheum, and I was looking through the upcoming Orpheum events, and I believe it was in September. I lost the page now. Uh, the Black October 20th, my anniversary. How about that? The Black Jacket Symphony presents Eagles Hotel California. I got to know all about that. That is going to be a fantastic show. Have you ever seen Black Jacket Symphony before? I have not. They are really incredible, very I. talented. No? Um, the last show they did here was Fleetwood Mac Rumors, and it was amazing, too. Um, it'll be almost as good as hearing the Eagles live at the <laughs> uh, That sounds pretty enticing. We'll have to go to that. <laughs> they just play the whole album or how do, how does that go? They will play the whole album. They'll come out and it'll it'll be almost like they are sitting right there playing on stage. That's and of course stuff. you got George Michael reborn uh, tomorrow night with uh, Robert Barco who was recently on this show. And uh, now what I have to do is make sure I find a way to get Boz Skaggs on the show. He'll be here uh, um, July 26th. Yes, he will. That's going to be a very exciting show. I'm, I'm really pumped for that one. Both so, of them, so this actually. this is a, a little bit of change of pace for you and your mm -hmm. career and life. What, what is it about uh, working at the Orpheum that's, uh, that's uh, unique for you, that's energized you in whatever way it has? Well, you know, Bob, you and I have worked together on several different things, and I've had an event planning company of my own for about 20 years, and pandemic put all of that on hold. And coming back, the areas that I kind of focused on were not coming back as quickly as regular events, and I needed something that was a little more steady, and this just kind of happened to, to fall into place at, at the right time. This is everything I've loved about having my own business and running big events for 20 years and very few of the things I didn't like about it. So it's just, it's been a really good fit and it's a fantastic team to work with. 
there are so many events, and I'm not just saying that because you're talking to us, but Steve Trevino, all the movies you show, um, other comedy, Fortune Feimster is going to be out there, uh, uh, Craig Ferguson. There's so much that would appeal to people. I, I want to ask you about the, the movies in particular and how those typically do for you. You've got Tombstone, Die Hard, uh, The Wedding Singer coming up. So are those typically well-attended and, and well-received events? They they really are. That's all part of our anniversary film series that we do every year. Um, third Thursday of every month, we show a film that is having a significant anniversary, either a five- or a ten-year increment anniversary. Last night, we just did um, Funny Girl with Barbara Streisand, and despite the weather, had a really good turnout for that. Um, theater's usually about half full for those those shows. Really affordable date night. Um, $8 at the door, $7 in advance, so you can always take advantage of the the buy one, get one, and packages at the end of the year that we run. Um, but they're always a lot of fun. We do specialty drinks and special concession items, and it's just a really good way to get out and escape the world for a few hours. Shannon Boone, our guest, house manager at the Wichita Orpheum Theater. So uh, I'm sure every theater has a house manager, but uh, is there a job description for house manager? What does that entail? <laughs> At this theater, the house manager basically takes care of everything that is not booking the shows or taking care of the things that are on stage. So I manage all the food and beverage. Our entire staff um, of, of people who are here running everything when we have shows, completely 100% made of volunteers, and we've got the best volunteer team on the planet. Um, but we... We take care of scheduling security. I take care of scheduling all of our volunteers, make sure we've got all the food and beverage ready to go, everything's ready in the house, and welcoming everyone, making sure they have a good time. All right, we want to get to you asking us a question, but we have to ask you the question we ask everybody. And it might be difficult for you because you are out in the community a little bit, but what is your favorite restaurant in Wichita, and what do you like to order from there? My... The absolute favorite go-to is Public at the Brickyard. There's, we've got so many great restaurants in town, but Public at the Brickyard is absolute my favorite. And I always get the pork bow when I'm there, and it's just it's delicious. And now that I've said it out loud, I'm going to have to go get some later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad sure. idea. All right, it's time to uh, turn the tables. You get to ask Jeff and me a question. Uh, it may be the same question. It may be different, but whatever it is, uh, you get that opportunity. Um, I think I would like to know from both of you what would be or has been, if you've had a favorite show at the Orpheum, what was it? Or if you've got an act that you would love to see here or would have loved to have seen while they were still alive, what would be that, that show that you would want to see? Well, I've always thought that the, I'd love to see the Orpheum uh, bring in Timothy B. Schmidt of the Eagles uh, for a solo show. I think it'd be a perfect fit. So that would that's be beautiful. My suggestion. Yeah, I would love that too. My favorite event has probably been Brian Regan. Uh, I love that comedy. Um, I don't know about someone. Uh, is, has Jason Isbell gotten too big for theaters? Maybe. But uh, that might be a that might be a good one too. Those are all good. I like that. I'll pass that on to I enjoyed, our, uh, our theater Lindsay director Buckingham. Levi. 
Oh yeah, I enjoyed Lindsey good. Buckingham. I enjoyed uh, Stephen Stills and and uh, uh, gosh, what's <laughs> it's it's hell getting old. Uh, Judy <laughs> Collins. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a obviously a classic rock guy. So the more classic rock, the better. Which is why Boz Skaggs is an appealing act. Will we see you at that show? Uh, when is it? July. Yeah, that's a July that's twentieth, I believe. That's a strong possibility. You'll see well, me at alrighty. the Eagles show with the black jacket people. Yeah, I'll be there. Excellent, excellent. Shannon, we, we did appreciate have some it. Thanks for forty-two kids in. Yeah, for sure. We had an event there with Bob Kendrick uh, last April. So mm-hmm. the, the Orpheum's a great venue, a valued part of our city, and we appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Well, thanks for having me. All right, there's Shannon Boone, the house manager of the Orpheum Theater. All kinds of good stuff coming up. They keep that place uh, really booked and uh, with some interesting stuff, including Amy Grant. My wife wanted to know if that concert sold out. I didn't get to that question. Uh Uh-oh. My bad. Well, that's a good one. Maybe Vince will show up. Doubtful. Just show up in town, Vince, and support your wife, and let's go to dinner. I doubt that they do that. She flies in, flies out. Uh, I don't know that they tour together at this stage of their lives. Well, they do the Christmas show at the uh, yeah, this at isn't the, the at the Opry every year. This isn't the Christmas. Well, they do like two weeks. Yeah, but Let's they go. don't. Do that. They're not doing it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they're not doing it. They're doing the Christmas show it. this year. Just deal with it, okay? Okay. All right. Good deal. Quit trying to extend. Before the music starts playing. I'm not trying to extend anything. You gotta, you You're might, the one talking about Amy Grant and Vince Gill. I'm the only talking about Vince Gill. There is the music. Thanks to our guest today, Brent Kimnitz, going into the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. Vahe Gregorian, Gregorian from the Kansas City Star. Matt Atkins, who's nine under out at the Wichita Open, Crestview Country Club. And Shannon Boone from the Orpheum Theater. We appreciate everyone who listens to our show. We will not be here Monday. We'll be observing Juneteenth. We'll be back Tuesday. Jeff and I will. Have a great weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.